the numb bills fan podcast for september 22nd 2016 it's a dog here dave find me on twitter at numb bills fan this is the numb bills fan podcast not sure if you heard the intro but that's what it is what who me oh why are you pointing at me like that hey what's going on everybody it's your co-host adam deacon find me on twitter at numb bills fan Er, ah, i did it again at numb bills adam d Check out our website, numbillsfan.com. If you're listening to this, you probably already know that. You probably clicked on it. But hey, maybe not. There's a lot of places to listen to this show. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, right on Podbean, wherever. We're, we're out there, and you're listening, so that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, glad you found us. Not sure if you know, but uh, every Wednesday we do a, a live show through our Facebook Facebook.com forward slash fan, which is also streamed through the Bills Mafia Facebook group, Bills for Life. So, yeah, presented, presented by BillsForLife.com. Right, and also... Uh, Those dudes are great. Yep, we're in cahoots with the uh, our buddy there, Nick Papagellis from the Red Pinto Tailgate. What and up, Nick? as always, you know, everybody's, everybody's all integrated, so we're glad to be part of the team that we were already a part of but just pretty much just showed up so and yeah every only knew nick every home game every home game down at hammer's lot red pinto tailgate we'll I'll be, be there. there are I'll, you gonna be there i mean no. i might not be there every time but I'll, well you might see me I'll, I'll make appearances i'll be there i'll be but wearing some what, what's more important is like are you going get there right as well Don't. i mean you could go go to one of those other lame tailgates or you you could rock with the best Hammer's lot. Yo, somebody told me to go a lot six and get thrown through a table. I am fucking down. <sighs> so down. So down. I want to jump off stuff. Okay. You better be on your best behavior. You know what? Dave. I should not Dave? even I should not even put that out there. I don't want to. I'm gonna have to get like like you ever see the parents that put their kids on a leash? Can you at least put me on an extendable one depending on your mood? That way I have to <laughs> I get a little bit longer leash if I was good. Link it a really short leech. Uh, I'll, I'll put you on an extendable one, bud. Okay. Okay. As have, long as have a seat. Just me. Yeah. It just has right to here. have. The, it has Come to, sit on Dad's lap. Has to have a lock on there, you know. That way, it don't just. <laughs> that way, you don't. And you gotta have a good grip. I mean, with my dogs, I got this nice leech where I have this leech that has another little collar, like a little loop near the collar. That way, when he's being a son of a bitch and he ain't listening. I just grabbed the, all, the the smaller one, and next thing you know, he's by my hip. He's not walking in front of me, and he tells him, slow down, Gibson. Slow down, Gibson. And if you know my dog, he's kind of a dick, but you got to get to know him first. If you play drums, he's got a lot of respect for you because he knows that drummers are hard to come by. <laughs> so he's nice to all the drummers. No, he knows that those fuckers have sticks, and they'll smack the shit out of him if he's a dick. Which he is. So I can't do the retractable leash with him because he's just an animal. And uh, I don't trust that little line no. on a piece of plastic. No. Just saying. Now, if I had a winch on like a four-wheeler going around the neighborhood. Now, I have tried to ride the bike with him. 
and he just like darts in front of the fucking bike. I can't do it. I can't. So like well, a four wheeler, I think he would just kill himself. The thing about it, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> My dog is man smart. He listens. The other dog doesn't listen. He's smart compared to you, but in the in the realm of dogs, I've seen I've seen smarter. We're also now, now uh, Belle. Now, now that's that's a nice dog. Yeah, white dog. Shout, dog. Yo, shout out Dave's dogs. We'll we'll put them on Instagram later. Go look. Yeah. Also, we are on Instagram. We're on Snapchat. You'll see me in my own personal life. Doing some dumb shit, but usually I have, usually I say something about the bills. You can get my immediate reaction without waiting for a podcast, without waiting for Facebook Live, which will also be integrated into Instagram, which will also be integrated into YouTube eventually, because we have some videos that we haven't posted yet for our YouTube channel, and also Instagram, little fun clips we've done. Along the way, example, I bought a jersey the other day, the Sean McCoy jersey. It's kind of fun, have a nice little good time going through it. Going through all the paces of this decision to get the McCoy yeah, jersey you wanna, or you the Watkins basketball jersey or whatever you want to get. You want to watch Dave be indecisive about buying a jersey. Make sure you tune into that. Watch me pick out toilet paper. I'm like, that's going to hurt. This nah, kid, this kid is soft. funny. I'm, I'm just being a dick. Well, you are what you eat. So <laughs> that said, we're on Punch Drunk Sports as well. So coming up, Punch Drunk Sports Network. Is uh, going to have a whole sports channel coming out. Yep, it's going to have a a a podcast for every professional team, and we are the official Buffalo Bills podcast. Um, and and the yo, that's dope. Well, I shouldn't say the official Buffalo Bills podcast. I should say we are not affiliated with the team. (laughs) That we're we're going to be their podcast covering the Buffalo Bills, and these dudes are like the real deal, man. If you don't know about the if you don't know about their podcast. Punch Drunk Sports. It's on iTunes. PunchDrunkSports.com. Like these dudes are funny dudes. Yeah, like, you got you got our real deal. Yeah, touring comedians like showcase specials, Netflix specials. You got Ari Shafir, Jason Tebow, and Sam Tripoli. And uh, Sam Tripoli works his ass off. He really promotes yeah. the Punch Drunk. Oh yeah, man. the best he can. And he has his own YouTube channel as well. YouTube forward slash Sam Tripoli. And uh, Good dude. He's actually his second favorite team is the Bills. So it's it's pretty cool that he asked us to do it. And uh we're we're flattered to be a part of it, but coming soon. So again, follow them at, on Twitter at Punchrunk. Follow us on Twitter, Numb Bills fan, everywhere, essentially. And let's get this show rolling, man. I'm ready to kick some ass. I'm still so smooth. Don't hurt me. <laughs> so Bills. All right. Well, where are we at? We got the Arizona Cardinals coming up. Ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> That's my take on it is, ah, shit. Now, here's what here's the one thing I am going to just throw out right in front here. Out of all the coaches around the league, Bruce Arians is one dude that I sweat. Like, that is a dude that if I could, if I could get him to Buffalo, like... I would get him to Buffalo. Like, I got a lot of respect for Bruce Arians. I think he's a great coach. That team is scary, man. Yeah, Rex Rex said it. He goes, uh, the next two games, the Bills have arguably two of the best teams yep. in the league. 
But just just to clarify real quick, I am not on the fire Rex tip at all. That's not what I'm trying to say here. I just I'm just saying that Bruce Arians is a hell of a coach. Right. I don't mean today. I mean eventually. Rex Rex hasn't screwed up enough to get fired yet. It depends who you ask on that one. No, I know, but I'm I'm giving my take. I don't care about their take. If they want to if they want to fire up their mics and do their podcast, whoever they may be, like start your own podcast if if you want. But this is this is our podcast, and my take is don't fire Rex. There you have it. Let me know if you guys need a platform. I might be willing to work with you. Uh, trying to move on from Adam here, so um, yeah, no. You know, let me know. You can't quit me. I don't know why you're hiking your shorts up right next to me right now. You look really weird. You see how tan? There's so much thigh right now. I don't you see even how wanna... tan this knee is? That's so weird. You're weird. You're weirding me out. Okay. It's because I drive with my leg out the window. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. So, the Arizona Cardinals, they have... An awesome defense, and they have an awesome offense. And people pick them as the Super Bowl winner for last year before the season started. A lot of people. And Carson Palmer, you could say he's playing the best football he's ever played in his life. I mean, minus if you look at the playoffs, stop doing that towards me. And Carson Palmer, he's not a mobile quarterback, all right? Tom Brady is very good at manipulating a pro- at, at manipulating the pocket. Carson Palmer is in the same boat. He's not going to really be a threat to take off with it like Aaron Rodgers and, and really make some things happen. And if if Rex Ryan can come at this guy and throw some exotic things, you know things when you think Rex Ryan, you think what the hell is going to happen towards us right now? Like what's really what are we facing? What coverages are they going to throw at us? Who's coming in? Is it simulated pressure or are they really sending the house? And you don't know with Rex Ryan. At the same time, the way the defensive backs played last game, you could argue maybe he can't do as much as he thought he could. At the same time, if you really look at it, the defensive backs were on the field a very long time last game. And when you're not dictating and you're reacting to people's movement as a cornerback, it's got to be a little bit tiring. So, again, this defense will be as good as the Bills' offense can be. If the Bills' offense can sustain some drives, I think they could have a – you know, I'm going to get hopeful now. I think they could have a shot against the Arizona Cardinals. Well, we got a uh, new offensive coordinator with Anthony Lynn here, and, uh, you know – He's saying that he wants to run a fast, up-tempo offense against these guys. And the players, you know, have have said they're excited to play a slightly simplified offense. And we were talking before the show, he's going to be up in the up in the booth and hopefully these calls are going to get in a little bit quicker. So I like that they're going for fast here. I think I think that's what we need to do. I think it's a good plan, and and if the players are excited about it, I'm excited about it. I can't not be excited about it. If there's one downfall, and I, and we're gonna we're gonna break down the game a little bit more. Um, I guess you could call this podcast essentially our, our strategy of 
what side of the fence do you want to be on here? Are, are we going to roll with Rex? Are we going to are we going to roll with this, or are we going to be the negative guys and say fire everybody? And we covered some of that last podcast. But really, as relating towards the Cardinals and the Patriots, you got to think about it. This team, if they could at least split, they're not doing too bad because their schedule's not going to be as hard. I mean, you're talking the Arizona Cardinals, a premier NFL team right now. A premier NFL team. And I kind of look at things like in football – in sports, in, in life, there's like a, a yin and a yang. And, and and you could have the franchise quarterback. You could have Phillip Rivers. But if the rest of the team can't get it done for you, what's the point of having that guy? So the Bills have personnel now. They're legitimate. And you have a real general manager for a long time that's actually giving a shit about the Bills, building up the roster. Players that we're all hyped on. Not guys that... Hey, he's been here for three years. I think it's his turn to step up. Frankly, a guy like Des Lewis would be making this team six years ago. He's not this year. He's not forced to play because they can get real talent to show up through the door to play for Rex Ryan. We can't blow it up. We can't. So, if you're with us on that, or you're still stuck. Especially now, though. Especially now. These guys who are like, fire Rex now. Fire Rex now. Yo, these other teams haven't even fired their coaches for us to hire them yet. Like, who are we going to hire? What reject are we going to hire? What are we going to do? Take the offensive line coach from Jacksonville? Drink. <laughs> I won't even mention his name. But allegedly, he's a hot candidate. Because uh, I've seen a lot of people the past two weeks say, oh, we were better off with Doug Marone. Drink. Drink and then go fuck yourself. <laughs> That dude is shit. He was always shit. I mean, I I hate I hate being that way because like, you know, Syracuse is right down the street. But come on, that was not a thorough up and down through the woods and over the seas and back. Like when he search. said when he said, "Let me bring my offensive coordinator from Syracuse with me." They should have been like, "Hey, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing here?" Wait, you guys play in the Big East at the time. I wish wait, we, what? I wish we had that Matt Collar. What are you doing? Clip queued up for that. No, that's the most fame he's going to get on our podcast ever again. So, good luck with the Vikings. L- wish him the best. Oh, well, he's in Minnesota. Now. So, I look Still at a classic I, clip. I think the theme of the week right now, usually we wouldn't spend uh, a couple podcasts continuing a couple, like some more details will come out about Anthony Lynn. So that's where we're going to. So we've, we've progressed past, but to, to, to re to, to retract to Friday, when you get the alert on your phone that Greg Roman has been relieved of his duties from the Buffalo bills with the Buffalo bills app right on your lock screen. You're like, Oh shit. It's going down. And frankly, as much as people want to call Rex Ryan not a head coach and not this and that, he needs to be a head coach, what the fuck do you call this now? Because that's what a head coach is supposed to do. Your head coach is supposed to make moves like this. Anthony Lynn said he was shocked, the new offensive coordinator, a.k.a. the former running backs coach. So Anthony Lynn could be if you guys are like, blow it up, blow it up. Well, guess what? They blew off a part of it. They blew off, I wouldn't even consider special teams a third, even though we're supposed to, but in this context, I'm going to say it's not. 
I'm going to say it's almost like 20%, and we'll call the offense 40 and the defense 40%. You just took out 40%. 40% of your coaching staff, essentially. Like, the guy who calls the shots. What's that tell you? Maybe that tells you that after the Pagulas talk to people, after Rex has talked to players, after everybody's talking amongst each other, that maybe, if we're giving the Bills the benefit of the doubt here, Rex, we should say, being a head coach, maybe it was, hey, we don't even understand what the hell is going on. We're overloaded with volume of plays. We don't know what's going on. We need to simplify. And you're telling me these great football minds might not know that why are we using our personnel like this, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they know more than we do. They're not dumb. Every one of you who's flipping out about the Bills and negative and you're telling me, that they're not having, that these guys aren't having similar thoughts like, oh, shit, we could be 0-4 fast. So Rex took his nuts out, laid him on the table, and said, yo, let's do this. And he promoted within. They had to have had meetings amongst the players. A player's coach of all people probably gives them a blank whiteboard and lets them say, hey, what are you comfortable with? They talk about it. And what's Rex doing? He's checking in with the offensive meetings. He's doing this and that. That doesn't mean he's calling the plays. So don't go down that road that Rex Ryan is going to call the offensive plays. He's doing what head coaches do. And that's check up on shit. Make sure this shit, this ship is running. You don't let, you, you're in a room with Aaron Cromer, the offensive line coach, who was the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, and a, and a good one at that, under Mark Trussman. Yo, had, don't mess with his patio furniture, though. Don't fuck with his patio furniture. You heard it here. He will smack the shit out of you. Allegedly. So, follow me with this. You also had Chris Palmer, who Rex Ryan mentioned. You know, he was also an offense coordinator in the past with the Packers. And you had the... Oh, wait. I don't think it was... A, I think it was a head coach for a second of the Packers. But... Chris Palmer is the offensive... I'm not typing that into Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm not either right now. But Chris Palmer is the offensive assistant, and Rex Ryan called it out. He's going to be more, a lot more involved now. So it's like yeah. Anthony Lynn has a lot of support, especially with Chris Palmer helping out with the passing game, along with Sanjay Lau that they mentioned. It's like these, these personnel coaches are probably all thinking for each of their positions... Wow, cool. Now we can do this. Now we can do that. Now we can do this. I always wanted to use LaShawn McCoy between the tackles. I always wanted to do a lot more things with Sammy Watkins with some screens. He's got sick vision. You know, this is what the coaching staff could be saying. They're watching these games. So now is the time where, okay, you made the upheaval. What do you expect? I'll tell you. If you read the tea leaves, if you listen to the interview, Anthony Lynn did a wonderful interview, my favorite word, wonderful, interview with John Drink. Murphy and Donald Jones on the John Murphy show a couple days ago. Actually, Wednesday, which was the 21st. Look it up. It's awesome. And you really do get insight. I feel like these coaches do, you know, obviously there's competitive advantages that they can or cannot talk about, so they're not going to give out their playbook, but... If you talk with the players, if you if you hear player interviews, you hear coach interviews, you hear, um, you know, anyone that has to do with the Bills reporting on the Bills, there's one word that keeps coming out, and that's simplify. It's, it's like the common word. It's like the buzzword. And if you want to say, oh, it's a conspiracy, you get all these people, I'm the first one to go down that rabbit hole. 
but I'm not. I'm the first one to say, man, we should look into that 9-11 thing. I don't know. You, you know, so at the same time, I, I try to be objective and, and look at all, all our ways around it. And, and I think it would be a hell of a grand conspiracy for somebody to be like, oh, let's just put the word simplify out there. Bullshit. They are simplifying. And yes, you could say, okay, do do what you do best. Well, it takes a coach to actually do that. Anthony Lynn said specifically, LaShawn McCoy, he can't only get 15 touches. What is the key word there? Touch is. We say it all the time. Rewind back to C.J. Spiller. Go back to the drafting C.J. Spiller. Shane Gawey, before the draft, and Buddy Nicks, they were both saying the same thing. Scat back, scat back, scat back, scat back. They had the number nine pick. C.J. Spiller was a shit at the time out of Clemson. We know the story. He gets drafted. You can't say scat that many times and then say he was the shit. Scat at that, 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 that. You know that song? And uh, you can't. The, the, the reason that Shane gave him on that guy was to put him in space. And you have to account for him, okay? That was the only guy the Bills had that you really needed to account for on that team, Shane Gailey's first year. And it kind of worked a little bit. At the same time, he was a rookie. Well, I look at the Bills roster now. You have to account for Sammy Watkins. You have to account for Charles Clay. You have to account for LaShawn McCoy. And oh, by the way, whether you want to believe it or not, you have to account... For if Reggie Bush is on the field at the same time as LaShawn McCoy, because now you're giving your defense that extra, especially this early in the season, what the fuck are they doing right now? And there was a play with McCoy and Bush on the field at the same time, and it was great to see it. So what I'm getting at here is you hung with the Bills. We hung with the Bills during those years where we had Spiller. You got a guy in Bush who's actually run between the tackles. You got a guy in Bush who's actually done things in the league who doesn't have that much tread on the tires. And I would take Reggie Bush over C.J. Spiller any day of the week, any year. He's been more productive. It's that simple. This guy is on our team. These guys, LaShawn McCoy getting touches, that's where we came off of. Let's get LaShawn McCoy the ball again in space. You know, and Anthony Lynn mentioned it. Let's do some swing passes, <coughs> some words you don't want to hear, checkdowns. Whatever. But this guy was a rushing leader just a few years back. I know a few years sounds a long time. And that number 30 sticks out. But there's a lot of guys in their 30s now doing shit. Just look around. The, the, the national media likes to take the, the 30 number and really just hammer it down. They could be three years from 30. You know, he's inching up on 30. Yeah, no shit. You know? But shit happens. Adrian Peterson... Doing good, then he got hurt. Well, that's what happens. I mean, it's I not know. because I'm he's... in my 30s. I'm not doing anything. You're in the best shape of your life. Yeah, round. Charles Clay, okay, Sammy Watkins, LaShawn McCoy. Charles Clay is a match-up nightmare. If Anthony Lynn and these guys can get together on the offensive side of the ball and come up with something where these guys are comfortable executing X amount of plays, I don't care if it's 15. Can you handle this money? Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, they're all famous for saying, we had 10 to 12 plays during the K-Gun years, and we just had adjustments on it. Cool. 
And, and you know, like the lottery, you could have 10 to 12, do a bunch of different combinations. You get a lot of different combinations. But it's easy to remember. So at Greg Roman, they had a multiple offensive system. Rex Ryan confirmed it. Yeah, we're going to state an offensive or a multiple you know what though? offensive look, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shit on the theory here, but I feel like at the same time, back then like film study was kind of a pain in the ass. Like, you know, what are you doing? You got to rewind the tape or some shit. Like, I mean, now, now you can watch a play over twenty times now. By the time you rewind it once. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can, like, the film study is, I mean, the, there's more cameras picking up more angles, more different things, better resolution. Like, so it's evolved. I feel like, I feel like you have to be a little bit more multiple now than it was back then. There's that word again, multiple. It, it really makes you wonder if, um, is the word coup? Maybe, uh, I mean, if Anthony Lynn was floored, these guys were floored that everybody was floored that Greg Roman got fired. It makes you wonder if, if really, you know, through asking around, which, by the way, I don't mind that the Pagulas talk to the players. It's nice having an owner involved. And like you said, you're famous. You pay $1.5 billion or something, you want to play with it. Hell Yeah. It doesn't mean you're being a Snyder or a Jerry Jones, Jarrah Jones. Yo, it doesn't matter. It, at that point, it doesn't matter. If, if, I, bought, if I paid $1.5 billion and I wanted to paint the stadium pink on the outside, guess what color that stadium is? That's my favorite color, so. Hey. What? Huh? What are we talking about? Here's the deal. Offensively, can you utilize these guys? Because what is – if these guys – and Clay Watkins and McCoy, per se, the, the three guys that will be on the field at all times. It, it, and, and keep in hopefully, mind. Hopefully, knock on wood. Yeah. Hopefully, Watkins so, and Clay, actually. So, I think that elevates Robert Woods' game because they're not going to be paying as much attention to Robert Woods. And not for nothing, I think Robert Woods can get off any day of the week. Any day of the week. You put Robert Woods on another team where they actually – Spread people out and they throw the ball. It, it, Easy time. Where, where I should say they can sustain a drive. Robert Woods easy is a tiger. Is a very what do you mean easy? It's the truth. Robert Woods can get off. He's gotten off. He needs the ball. These guys have done it. They just haven't done it this year. I don't know. They couldn't sustain a drive last year. This year they can't sustain a drive. And it's all boomer bust. And I think it's a it's like they said, I believe him. It's an eighteen game evaluation. We're having the same problems. Same problems. And if you have consistent drives strung together. Oh, see, I think we're having different problems because like last year I remember like all these like runs going for positive yardage and making these third third down situations a little bit more manageable. Like I just feel like every time that ball gets handed off, it's a tackle for a loss right now. I mean, not every time, obviously. There have been a couple nice runs, but there needs to be more than a couple nice runs. This team was the number one rushing offense last year, and now we can't even get to the fucking line of scrimmage. It, it, it's painful. To, at the same time? I'm turning doom and gloom about it, and I don't, I'm not that guy. You know that. Yeah, but at the same time, you have to look at it, too. We thought this offensive line sucked a year ago. Everybody was kind of like, oh, whoa, what's up with this offensive line? And then what do you know? Aaron Cromer comes back after his, what, eight-game suspension, and the offensive line 
Now you got don't mess now with you that got, patio furniture. Now you got guys going to the Pro Bowl because that's how good they were yeah. on the offensive line. So really, keep in but mind that was last year. Fast forward, hey, this lack of training camp with all five. There, there is no continuity right now in the offensive line. There's a chance Cordy Glenn could not play. I would, Ugh. you know, he's still on the injury report. So. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? And he's got a high ankle sprain. That doesn't just go away. That's one of those naggy injuries. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And look. You know, you know I feel like it's appropriate again. You're right. Ah, uh, shit. The third downs feel longer this year. And at the same time, that Jets game, opening drive, that defense is tired. They did not get the Jets off the field. An untimely penalty, what else is new? kept the Bills' defense on the field. And frankly, we can get – we got to look at the situation with the Bills at 0-2 like this. What do they need to improve on? And the number one glaring thing is sustaining a drive. Okay, so you got that 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 track laid down. After sustaining a drive, what's it – how does that benefit? Well, your defense does not get as tired. Your defense does not need to run, specifically your defensive backs, on these wide receivers. You know, as well. I had, like, like the comeback routes were killing the Bills I had, late in the game. I had a thought about the defensive backs late last night before I went to bed. And I'm almost wondering if they just weren't disruptive. Like I don't feel like they were like out of position all the time. I just feel like they weren't like disrupting these plays. And I almost wonder if... Like, they tried to, like, coach out some of the penalties, and maybe it's, like, backfiring in a way. You know what I'm saying? Or then you can just grab a dude by the face mask to to stop a touchdown. I'm all for that. Hey, honestly, that was a smart vet move on Gilmore to do that. That was a very smart move. To pull him down by the face mask. Like, really? I mean, honestly. Take the fine. Smart move. You're making 11 million this year last I checked. Fucking do it. That's what it takes. I'm sorry. There's little grimy shit that you should or shouldn't do. And it was a little cheap on Marshall because then he ended up getting hurt. I mean, pretty cheap. It's it's a cheap play, but there is sportsmanship. It's like it's like I, I work with this guy, Dan, and he trained me uh, in drywall. And he was telling me when he was in college, I think it was college, that like he tracked the guy down. He was on, yo, a, break, he was on a breakaway in the playoffs yo, to win a game. Simple. And he tracked him down, and he just fucking took him out. No, it's simple. If you like, don't want to get jerked by your face mask, don't catch that fucking ball. Yeah, just put it in You're in your, Orchard Park, all right? Yeah, put in your... Uh, it's dangerous to have that ball, all right? Have another, have another timely Brandon Marshall drop at that point, but he decided not to drop that one. I thought Gilmore made the right play. So... Back on track. If you're de- for the first time ever, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> if your defense can can be well rested or just at least moderately rested, as in not be out there for twelve minutes and have the offense be out there, even though they scored a touchdown, stop flashing shit at me. God, your thighs are so bright, and it's like <laughs> they're so white. They are so look white. at my thigh. Look at my thigh and my arm next to each other. You're gross. <laughs> the defense did not have that long of a break, even though the Bills scored a touchdown. So when you really break it down, you look at the time of possession of the uh, of the Jets game, and that cannot happen again for the Bills. The offense, that, that trickles down to, okay, you want to complain about targets. Here's the next thing on the track. 
Okay, well, if you're not on the field calling many plays, Sammy Watkins is not going to get targets. LaShawn McCoy is not going to get touches. Charles Clay is not going to get targets. And then it even takes away things like play action because you can't even set up something to fake somebody. You can't even troll people because you're not on the field long enough. And and let it be known, Tyrod Taylor, even though he had two big plays, that 300-yard day, 297 yards, 18 for 30. Now, that's not great, 18 for 30, and he did not look good, and he needs to improve. Tyrod Taylor needs to improve. But if this team does not get their act together, I even think starting this week, offensively, we're in for a very, very painful year. We can't have this offense sputter, and it's odd because They put up a decent amount of points. I really feel that if you look around the league, you watch other games, we get more depressed about the Buffalo Bills. And it's unfortunate because they're seeing a guy like Trevor Seaman out there, or Simeon, sorry, have it. (laughs) It certainly is. You're addicted. Yeah. And you look at a guy like that, and then you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, you look at even that, whatever, Brissette kid on the Patriots, and you're wondering, how are these kids making these throws? How are they doing this? And we don't even have a quarterback that can sustain a drive right now. What's going on here? What is the disconnect? And honestly, I think, this whole big people football thing sucks. I love Shane Gailey's offense. You had these playmakers. Okay, well, guess what? If you spread them out a little bit, you can find a mismatch with Charles Clay and a linebacker. No, a, a defensive back can't hang with Charles Clay. He's He makes an athletic, he's made a very athletic stretch-like catch in both of these games. And there's been a couple that he's missed. But he's so athletic, and he gets so tall, and he, it, it, it's, like, it's, like, beautiful. It's like watching a dolphin jump out of the water. It's, like, beautiful, man. Yeah, like, no, we're Bills fans here. Yes, we are. Check. And he's got a lot of talent. Well, what about that guy? Oh, Marquise Goodwin. Oh, he's on the field now, too? And you got to watch for Robert Woods? Oh, and they got McCoy? And Bush out there, like, okay, oh, yeah. now, now you got a lot of question marks. Let's Hold do on. this. And I got a middle finger of the week to all those people out there who uh, were like, oh, there he goes, Marquise Goodwin injured. Not only does he run faster than pretty much anybody else out there, he got through that concussion protocol faster than pretty much anyone else out there. Flash Goodwin, glad you're all right, dog. Flash healing right now with his noggin, so... You know, and we've been a supporter. I'm a supporter of Goodman since day one. If you watch his injuries, they're pretty ridiculous. His injury last year, he gets belly flopped during the Pittsburgh. I believe it was a preseason game. So you got to if you could spread the guys out. Think back to the Chan Gailey years of offense. I mean, we just watched Chan Gailey's offense shred the Bills, and people want to rip. Oh, Chan Gailey's screens. Chan Gailey's screens. Really? Have you ever watched a New England Patriots play? Tell me how many balls go really far downfield. And if they do go really far downfield, it's because they finally got the defense where they want them, which is up close in the box, and they did some play-action shit. And it's like, 
the Bills could throw the ball to set up the run. The Bills can do whatever they want. They have a lot of things. There are multiple offenses. There's a lot of looks that they can give these teams. And I think now you have an advantage. You don't know what Anthony Lynn is going to call. You don't know his tendencies. These calls are going to be coming down from the booth up top to Tyrod Taylor's helmet now. Greg Roman was on the sideline, and call that what you want. But even Shane Gary, the sideline guy, when he was with the Bills as the head coach calling the plays, he's in the booth. And that guy's a premier offensive coordinator. The Bills have too many weapons to not spread them out. And th- these guys need to be on the field. These guys are more guys you need to account for. And what if LaShawn McCoy says he likes running between the tackles? Let's do more of that. It seems like everything's tosses. Everything's on the edge. And he's not that kind. Of, he actually learned how to read blocks. He actually learned how to read defenses. He actually learned that. I'm sorry. no, Not trying to discount C.J. Spiller, but McCoy just is way better. Similar skill sets. C.J. Spiller has the edge on him in speed, clearly. But if you can't get past where you're getting the ball handed off at, it doesn't matter. You're going to be unemployed. LaShawn McCoy's already proven it. This guy can make a dead offense awesome. But you can't be giving it to him in two tight end sets all the time. You just can't. You Sometimes you have three tight ends on the field with this power run game. Well, what the fuck are you going to do with the ball? And I know I didn't complain about this on other podcasts because, again, I gave the coach the benefit of the doubt. What's going on here? You know, it's only two se- It's only two games in, so I'm giving Greg Roman a chance to steer the ship. Well, guess what? Clearly, they axed the ship. The ship sunk of Greg Roman, and now I'm on to the thoughts on the head coach's side. What the fuck is going on with the playmakers? Let's get them the ball. Let's get them the ball any way possible. If they spread them out, the Bills don't do that that much. Guess what? It takes off more big guys off the field, and you have a better chance for a mismatch. How many, how many defensive backs alone can hang with Marquise Goodwin? Let's go there. How many defensive backs alone can hang with Sammy Watkins, Charles Clay, and even Robert Woods? Put Robert Woods in that slot spot. Put Goodwin on the outside. Get that safety tracking downfield with Goodwin. Take the coverage with him. You're telling me they can't open up Robert Woods underneath or get your guy, LaShawn McCoy, in space? Especially on the screen? This this offense needs to evolve. It just really needs to evolve. And I feel with Anthony Lynn and all these position coaches, and I feel like there's there is this new there's this new electricity, there's there's new energy, I should say, coming through. The offensive side. If you're a frustrated player and your offensive coordinator just got axed, your ears have perked up like, oh shit. I've if my shit, whether your shit is together or not, now is the time to thinking, chime in. You're thinking, oh shoot, exactly. The suggestion box is open. I mean, you would assume, right? I mean, I'm not I'm not there, but you gotta you gotta assume that if these guys were satisfied. When they went into the meeting with the Pakulas, they're like, "Oh yeah, dude, Greg Roman's doing it, man. Like, that's that's the guy." Or like, "Hey, you know, we kind of said like this might work, and we're still just doing it against the grain. It doesn't feel natural. Whatever. What I mean, I'm not in there. I'm not a fly on the wall. I wish I was. Then wouldn't be so heavy. But 
God. We're as but I mean, yeah. If if I, I mean, you know what you know what the the meeting was about. We know why they were meeting, based on what happened. Um, the the thing I'm curious about is if they were more getting their opinion on Greg Roman or what they think of Anthony Lynn moving up. I, I'm curious to to know what the what which, which side of the equation they were talking about more. It seems like whatever information was gathered in order Rex is Rex isn't dumb, okay? And when the Baltimore Ravens fired their offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken, this year they won the Super Bowl. So it's not bad. They fired their guy two games in, and Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl. So I, I look at it like this. Now, they were a wild card team, but the Bills are 0-2. The team did the proper thing, ownership, and they evaluated what the fuck is going on. You know, and that's what I like is they actually talk to people. It wasn't just suppose at least how it everything is pointing to inside sources are saying this was a Rex move. And that's what a head coach is supposed to do. And if anybody's out there trying to chop Rex down, you're an idiot because you want Rex you're the same asshole who runs Easy who's child, gonna be man. bitching about Rex Ryan. He should have fired him after two games, but now he did, and you're you guys are the people that are going, Oh, what are you doing? This team is a mess. And then you got some guys, just national guys with their little ESPN shows going ape shit, just throwing out their hot quotes. Oh, Rex is a buffoon. He's a joke. And he's an embarrassment. Oh, really? It was an embarrassment to fire Greg Roman. Oh, really? Did you see the three and outs? Now, did the defense not show up? Yeah, the defense didn't show up. But the defense showed up in the first game. And the offense didn't. That game was there to take. And the Bills step off the ledge, part two. The Bills have lost both games within one score. Within a touchdown. Think about that. The Patriots have won each game within a touchdown. And we understand Brady isn't there. You want you want to know something? I would almost bet it might be easier to game plan against Brady because you've seen him so many times than it is to a quarterback you haven't seen much. And if you have outstanding coaching like the Patriots always tend to do, now Josh McDaniels can't do it on his own. Clearly. He drafted Tim Tebow. He really pushed for that late in the first round with Denver. He got rid of Cutler. He got rid of Brandon Marshall. Well, Cutler, you could argue, is not that good, but he's also getting older now. But either way, the system that that these quarterbacks play in, that these offensive players play in with Bill Belichick, is awesome because it works across the board. We've seen it too many times. You don't know what they're going to throw at you. And they're not scared to throw the ball. I want to see Tyrod Taylor up at the line with some time to make adjustments. Can we give this kid, you can do all the film study in the world, but if you can't adjust to it, and you just got to hold tight and roll with it. You're already taking out positive variables, if you can follow that. So let's not be behind the eight ball in this game. Let's get these plays called in and and see what you could do. Let's get if these if this team really can just sustain drives, 
Let's count the three and outs. I don't. They were three for ten on third downs last game. That's not acceptable. It's not enough, man. And you only had ten third downs. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not many plays overall. No. So nope. look, I really, I don't know what to think about this this team right now. If they go zero and two, it could be. It, it 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 could possibly be they, over. They did go zero and two. You mean zero and three? I'm sorry. If they go zero and three, man, it it's not over until you have eight losses. Don't even go there. You know what? Let's call my dad. I want to see what my dad's thinking. All right, we're gonna get. We'll Papa call John my dad. We'll line. call. We'll call my dad. He's not a Bills fan. He's a Vikings fan. And uh, who knows what he's gonna say. He's got some crazy. He loves bootlegs. I'll probably try to get him with some bootlegs. Anytime there's a problem, oh, I'm gonna hit the bootleg. Gonna hit the bootleg. Dad's really failing right now. Dad, I know you're working. Doesn't he know we're on a podcast? This is bad radio. You did tell him you were gonna call back in ten minutes an hour ago. Way to go, Vikings fan. See, you know what? My dad is the reason that Adrian Peterson is probably out for the year. Oh, come on. It's his fault. It's his fault Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. No voicemail, though. I like it. Yeah, right? He'll probably call me back. Wow, that was a fail. Must be Rex's fault. Right, I, that, that's the Vikings. That's really how we need, do things the, around here, right? The Vikings really need to fire Rex. What are they doing? What? <laughs> they they really got to come to one Bills drive and just fire Rex. Okay, I'm done here. I'm I'm so confused. That, my dad ruined the show. Way to go, Dad. Yeah. So sorry, this show. Turn, just... the, turn the mics off. We're we're out. Look, <laughs> don't bury your head in the sand. Here's here's our plea. Okay, a little quick check down. Let Rex Ryan do the head coach things. You want a head coach as a head coach? He's being a head coach. You fire Greg Roman. That is hard to do when you're paying a guy $2 million and you got to pay him next year. It's not like something you just run up to ownership and go, oh, yeah, we're going to let this guy go. Uh, what? Are you sure? And then guess what? Little evaluations. Boom, boom, boom. Utilize playmakers, more time of possession, and get Carson Palmer off of his spot. You got wide receivers on that team that are awesome. And all the way down to John Brown. I mean, that kid, Rex Ryan, pointed out specifically, is very explosive. And you have a defense that has great secondary in Tyron Matthew, who I believe he might have an injury or something going on. Um, but you have... Good research. Yo, dog, it's right on the fucking buffalobills.com. Get on that shit. But, I mean, you have a premier head coach here. This team is going to be prepared. And Bruce Arians even said, he's like, look, our young guys got to calm down. They're way too hyped going to these games. When this Arizona team really hits a groove, I think we're going to be watching them very deep in the playoffs. This is a, this is a very, very big test. Just a very big test. And if the Bills can make it through this gauntlet of two games with a win somehow... I think we're talking about a really 
really tough team to play in the Buffalo Bills. If they can split it or keep it extremely close, maybe we could think about a run, a Giants-type run, a wild-card run. But I don't want to live and die in every fucking play anymore. I, we, we do now. The 16 years has us living and dying on every play. And just not long ago, we were talking 11 years. You know, we were talking 9 years. We are talking 5 years. And even if they do make it, they're still going to get the guys. They're 1 in 17 years. Guess what? The Patriots went 0-2. They won the Super Bowl. And, yes, it is the Patriots. We have to look at it, like, in context. Okay, it's the Pats. Okay. Wow. It's a great coaching staff. You can because Bill Belichick clearly makes adjustments, and he clearly – you don't know what you're getting. There's always a wrinkle to be added with Bill Belichick every game. There's something new every game that you have not seen yet. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? Fuck them. Great take. Thanks. Really great. I, I actually, uh, I, I stayed up late working on that one. You know what? We, we even spiked over here on the little wave. Dude, hey. that was, wow. We got to really, we're going to clip that one up. And uh, I can't wait to edit that one and just, yeah. just throw it up on Instagram. That was, give me some knocks. Show me your thighs. Oh, here you go. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm blind now. Look. They lost to the Chiefs and they lost to the Dolphins. The Look Patriots. at this chickeny shit, though. You could you could put batter on this and fry it, and it would probably be good. This is awful. The Patriots lost to the Chiefs. The Patriots or lost to the Dolphins that year. They won the Super Bowl. I, I look at it like anything can happen. And Kyle Williams had a had a very good. People thought that the Patriots were dead that year. And Kyle Williams had a great point one off season. And he goes, don't be writing us off to the Super Bowl yet. We still have to play the games. These games still need to be played. There are 14 more games. How many teams start out hot like Atlanta last year? They start out hot, and then they take a nosedive. The Buffalo Bills have not had a slow start in forever. It's okay to start slow. Yo, we got hot after the bye week. Last I checked, you're right. And if the Bills... Beat the Patriots both times. They beat the Dolphins both times. If they can beat the Jets, Oof. that's five wins right there. I mean, that's the thing, though. Drop, and that's a hard five wins. Dropping dropping that first one to the Jets makes the other ones just sound so much harder. I mean, not Miami. Yeah, so but much. five. They're and, Dolphins. That's soft. And that's another thing. Five and one in the division, though, that would be sick. That's another thing. And this is this is way kind of off topic. But the one thing that's always bothered me about the Arizona Cardinals, and this is like historically, not just like recently, who named this team a Cardinal? Could there be a less intimidating bird? Like you might as well have been like the hummingbirds or like, I'm just saying, you know, you got like an eagle or a seahawk, like, yeah, that's like majestic. It'll come scoop a fish out of the water or whatever, eat it alive, shred it apart with some talents. A cardinal? Like, what's it going to do? Come eat some seed and shit on your car? Like, I don't know why they just didn't call it Arizona, Arizona Desert. I don't know. Like, they moved. The team moved. I mean, you know that, right? Yeah, you, the, you, didn't, you didn't know that? The, from the St. cacti? From, from the St. Arizona Lewis. cacti? Then their shoulder pads would have spikes. Like, but no, I mean, they're out in the desert. They could be like the 
like the Arizona Sand Scorpions and they have like the sickest helmets in the yeah, league. Why wouldn't you have scorpions? It should be the Arizona Scorpions. That's or like, like the most badass. Or like thing at least you if you're be. out in the desert, like a buzzard hawk or something. Like yeah, like picking apart like human remains. Like you could have like a really brutal logo here, guys. And you went with a cardinal. Like I said, eating seed, shitting on the hood of your car. I gotta say though, I do like their uniforms. I I I really do. You know, the, the Cardinals are a team I wish the Bills could be. I, I think they're a great team. They, they seem like they have good guys. They do their thing. They didn't take the whole weed thing with Tyron Matthew too serious. They drafted him anyways. And look what he became. Because last I checked, smoking weed ain't that big of a deal. But people weren't hip to that while, when Tyron Matthew was going through that shit. And at LSU. Suspended all the time for weed. Oh, this weed guy, when is he going to get help and get better? Oh, he's in rehab for weed. Good joke. You guys who are alcoholics at night, who are really proud and have pictures of yourself with beers and are driving home at night, you want to talk, you know what I mean? You want to judge Sharon Matthew. Well, guess what? These guys figured it out. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Bruce Arians is a premier Looking at you, Dean. I know you're listening. This team is very, very, very stout. In the Arizona Cardinals. And if the Bills can come away with the victory here, this will be a huge win. Find us on numbillsfan.com. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Find us on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Tell your friends. Just Google numbillsfan. We will pop up. Yeah. Yes, we will. Really quick, first page shit. We're not telling you go back like five pages or numbillsfan.com. If you have any questions, any comments, please... We will take on any troll. Pull out your balls. Set them on the table like Rex Ryan. Let me see what you got. Yeah. I'll judge you. If you're good, maybe I'll narrow them for you. If not, Ooh. hit us up on Twitter. Tingles. Hit us up. You can send us emails. I'm Dave at Numbills Fan. He's Adam at Numbills Fan. And again, thank you to BillsForLife.com for presenting us on Facebook. Great to partner up with them. And our Facebook live shows will be from our Facebook Facebook.com, Numb Bills fan, every Wednesday at 7 p.m., at least for now, but that's our staple slot. We've never missed it. And if we are not up, if there is no announcement that we're not up, we might have a technical difficulty. Just stand by. Just stand by. It well, might if be you like our page, you'll probably get a notification when we do go live. Yeah, if we don't go live, you'll know ahead of time. We will always go live. We don't care if it's from a bathroom stall. So Clearly. Yeah, and uh, again, shout out to Red Pinto Tailgate. That's where we'll be this weekend against the Arizona Cardinals. I'll be there probably, uh, I don't know when, probably 10-ish driving in. But uh, hopefully we have a better parking thing. But if you want to see in-game things, again, check out Facebook Live. We randomly do live videos from our Facebook account. Randomly do Snapchat, randomly do Instagram. Anything you want to talk about, you want to take shits on our chest, come at us. I don't give a fuck. We ain't scared. Numbillsfan.com and also at PunchDrunkSports.com. We will be the sole podcast covering the Buffalo Bills for Punch Drunk. And cannot wait for that to get launched. I cannot wait to get lunch. <laughs> Same. Have a good night. Day. What? Yeah, it's the morning. That was the worst. Boo. Numb Bills fan. Stay numb. We're out. Bad jokes, Deke. Ah.